Hello and welcome to the Passenger Podcast. So this continues the book review that I'm currently in the midst of doing. It's based on the book called Running on Empty, Overcome Your Childhood Emotional Neglect. And it's written by Jonas Webb with Christine Musella. And this is chapter one that I'm going to briefly review. Just, um, just to preface, I will not be reading the entire book word for word. Um, the point of this is just to recap and review and highlight some points of the chapter. And um, this first chapter was interesting. They, they wrote about two different fictional people uh, based on people that they have actually treated, essentially, in therapy. Um, they talk about a kid named Zeke who is, um, he lashes out at his teacher and they use it as an example. They use Zeke's mom as an example of good, uh, parenting of emotional parenting, if you want to say that. And what was helpful in what Zeke's mom did, and I'll actually pull up the the section where it really points it out. Um, She connected with her son emotionally and asked him to say what happened. And I think that's very, very important. More important than I even give it credit for. Asking someone, I don't care if it's a child or an adult, asking them to explain something in their own words is so important. Um, it's very easy. You can get information from other people. You can make stuff up in your head. You can fortune tell. And then you jump right to your reaction. But it takes real communication and real vulnerability to give someone and honor them enough to let them speak their piece. And she did that. And that's unfortunately it doesn't happen enough for children, especially, you know, as an adult, you you can sometimes run into that. But it definitely as a child, um, children can often feel voiceless or that their opinion doesn't matter. So that was the first thing that his mom did was ask what happened. Let him share in his own words. Don't just assume. And then go from there. She also didn't throw it back in his face. She didn't try to shame him for his behavior. She just wanted to understand. And something else that was important in this particular example. So, you know, Zeke lashed out at his teacher. Um, the teacher wanted him to stop playing around with the pencil, etc. And one thing that the mom did was she gave him language to describe his emotions this is so understated and often so missed in parent-child relationships in adult relationships etc sometimes we're just missing the right language to describe how we feel and that can transfer into adulthood too You can be a grown adult and still lack the language skills needed to really effectively express yourself. 
and this isn't like a rare thing or not many people go through that you find that a lot and even as someone who's attending group therapy it's um sometimes hard to put your emotions into words and does it all stem from childhood that's not for me to decide everyone has their own path and journey but it's understandable if it does if someone never gave you the language to explain and express yourself then it makes sense why you might not feel comfortable doing so or you might not feel comfortable utilizing your voice because you simply don't know how to express yourself in that way and unfortunately that may mean that some people choose to express themselves in other ways whether it's through addiction or whether it's simply through anger and I don't know yet if that was the situation with Zeke where he simply did not know how to express that he was embarrassed so all he could do was lash out so what his mom did which was so awesome was she gave him these this new vocabulary to use so that next time when that happens, the goal is that he'll be able to utilize that those that new vocabulary to express how he feels instead of just lashing out. So, for example, his mom says, you know, oh, the, the teacher didn't understand that you were embarrassed. So by Zeke hearing that word embarrassed, that's a new vocabulary word. That's a new word for him to use to express himself. Uh, next time and say to his teacher instead of lashing out hey that's very embarrassing or you're embarrassing me that's better than him saying you know you're dumb or you're stupid he's at least using um using his words and expressing himself better she also adds um later in the statement that it um was frustrating um I think that was, I could totally see how that is a huge statement because he lashed out um, on his teacher and it would be very easy to jump to reprimanding. You don't do that. You're not supposed to lash out at your teacher. But the fact that she acknowledged that he had some kind of emotion that led to that action, that's very 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 progressive because this situation whether you know it's a fictional situation but it happens all the time where students and teachers have these interactions and parents can go for the jugular and reprimand their kids without necessarily validating their feelings and so in this case Zeke's mom does a great job validating his feelings um just a quote, it says, yes, I know how frustrated, um, I, I know how frustrating it must be, or I know how frustrated you get when people don't let you talk. So that also by, by Zeke's mom mentioning that when, when people don't let you talk, what it also implies is that she acknowledges that this happens in other areas and that she is aware of it. And sometimes that's the, sometimes that's the, the one thing that you want as a kid, just to know that people see, that they see you, they see your accomplishments and they also see when you're in distress or in pain. 
And that was a really subtle way of Zeke's mom letting him know, I see that you have this similar issue in other areas of your life, not just with your teacher. And once you feel like somebody understands you, it's easier to be vulnerable with them. And as an adult to a child, it's a little bit different from when it's adult to adult, but definitely from adult to child, it's the adult's responsibility to take that initiative that you have to first try to understand your child and gain vulnerability from them, not the other way around, not wait for them to come to you. You have to be the bigger person because you are the bigger person and initiate that. Even even when it's not always the easiest. So I thought that was a great example. Um, the book mentions that they're going to talk about Zeke later in the book. But I thought that was a really excellent example and a relatable example. You know, a kid being a smart aleck towards their teacher. I really like the examples that the book is using so far. Because these are things that are very practical and real life examples. Um I don't have to, they're not far-fetched. They're not, oh, wow, I can never imagine that happening or I can't imagine a parent saying that. It's, it's, it's doable with a little bit of practice. So I also want to talk about someone else that was mentioned in the, in the chapter was someone by the name of Kathleen. So this was interesting because they prefaced it by saying, you know, she comes from this well-to-do family. Her dad's an engineer. Um, you know, they go on trips and they travel all, all the time. And this is actually, um, this one really hit home. The reason it hit home is because as someone who's very introspective and I pick up on subtle details, this is the kind of story or a kind of example that sticks with you for a lifetime if you allow it. And if you don't grow from it, it will cripple you. And it seems like something so small. But I was really happy to see this example because I have similar examples. So just to preface, um, they use uh, Kathleen as an example you know, well-to-do family, and they talk about, this makes Kathleen about 30 years old, and they talk about how when Kathleen was only five, um, they went to the beach, her and her parents, she's an only child, they went to the beach, and um, Kathleen was making a sandcastle with her dad, and her mom is sitting in a beach chair, reading a book and at some point Kathleen's mom uh, says to Kathleen you know that's enough sand play with dad Kathleen your dad doesn't want to have to play with you all day on his day off come over here and I'll read to you and what 30-year-old Kathleen remembers from that moment, based on what was written here, she remembers her dad getting up, dusting the sand off his pants, and, you know, doing as her mom says. 
what she took from that moment was that time with her dad was not like important that her mom could just say at any moment, okay, we're done playing. And not only that, that not only was that time not important, but she was not important enough to play with. And so it it really um, stuck with her. Something so simple like making a sandcastle. And what it also re- what it also reinforces is that, and this isn't intentional, but what that experience reinforces to Kathleen is that anytime she does want to play um, with her dad or um, make sandcastles or whatever, that that's a selfish move because he should be able to enjoy his day off. So now here you have child self, five-year-old Kathleen feeling like a burden or that I can't bother my dad on his day off. That's his time as if it's a problem to want to play. And all of that starting at five and now 30-year-old Kathleen, presumably based on, <laughs> based on the fact that this example is in the book. 30-year-old Kathleen is now in therapy dealing with what five-year-old Kathleen experienced. And it's and it was really great to see once again a very subtle example where the mom unintentionally made her daughter feel like she was wrong for just playing. That's all she was doing. And the book goes on to explain some different approaches and I'll talk about that. Something that they could have did instead, instead of her saying, you know, Hey, you, you know, pretty much she said, your dad doesn't want to play with you on his day off. What her mom could have done was she could have joined them. Hey, I'd love to, you know, make a sandcastle as well. That's, you know, really cool what you guys are making. On the other hand, it's not just on the mom. The dad could have also stood his ground and said, you know, hey, I love playing with my daughter. I, 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 this is the best thing to do, like on my day off. And he could have offered, he could have told his wife or asked if she wanted to come and play too. So those are just examples of how they could have approached that situation differently. It's water under the bridge, but it's clear that 30-year-old Kathleen, 25 years later after that event, and who knows how many times that situation repeated itself um, subconsciously or in in the real world, but 25 years later, she's having to unpackage that that moment that seems seemingly like totally irrelevant and the parents may not even have thought of anything about it and yet she's carried it all this time and the sad part about it is based on what is written here 
Kathleen now sees the joy in play or, or no longer sees the joy in play. She sees it as a selfish thing. That me wanting to spend time with my dad is somehow selfish and that's bad. And that's the part that's unfortunate. That was the takeaway from that experience. So I really like how the book uses these practical examples. Really, this could be anybody. This could literally be anybody. And I think to myself in my own life where seemingly irrelevant moments have stuck with me till this day. Comments that were said or um, actions that were made, or in this case, based on this book's, the premise of this book, things that were not said, comments that were not said, and things that were not did, done, and in that particular case. So it's very interesting the examples they use because I can definitely relate. So that's just a recap of uh, chapter one. Once again, um, the book is called Running on Empty, Overcome Your Childhood Emotional Neglect by Jonas Webb and Christine Masello. I'll continue to recap each chapter and relate it to my personal experiences and or what may be going on in current events. So other than that, thank you for listening.